The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know the NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way into the game. You know, there are the panoramic seat view photos from every single section as you're navigating through the app. It makes it simple, quick, and easy to just find the seat you want, find the view that you're really looking for, and then two taps to check out. It's just that easy. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. I don't get deflated by it's basketball. You know, you want to win, you do all you can to win, but it's basketball. Like, I'm not about to get Light. down in the dumps. Uh, everybody thinks it's kind of end of us. That's just not smart. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I can't even put in the words my level of disgust, frustration, and beyond. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We've got all of your action from the first weekend of the NBA season. I am Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Wazi Lambre with Rob Lopez putting up game winners at the buzzer. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, the Warriors look rough. A challenge decides an NBA game and could Boogie be back this season? But first, John Kyrie battled in Memphis. So the Grizzlies beat the Nets 134 to 133 in Memphis in overtime. John Moran had a huge, huge, huge second half in overtime, uh, tons of scoring and then blocking Kyrie's potential game winner and then getting the assist, handing it off to Jay Crowder, who gets off a shot in half a second to hit the buzzer beating three in overtime. Job Crowder for the win. So the first thing to start here was is John Morant getting it done, even though it's a little bit crazy watching him play. But he is kind of like a human highlight reel just to start off the season. Yeah, man. Coming out of the draft, I think the thing that stuck out about him the most was just his explosiveness and his just 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 natural athleticism. And that was on display today. He was getting to the rack. Um, beating guys off of the dribble. Uh, he looked like every bit of the stud that people said that he was coming out of college. Um, and, you know, that was on display. Now, I know we all penciled the Nets in for the playoffs because they made it last year and they acquired Kyrie Irving. But if you're playing this kind of defense against the Grizzlies, who, like, nobody is calling the seven seconds or less Suns, um, that's something to watch as the season goes on. Well, the funny thing was they had Jared Allen come off the bench and had DeAndre start this game. Grizzlies were able to get some pretty good dribble penetration in this game. I mean, Morant is really the one guy on the roster that you think is a real threat to get to get to the rim. And with him, he just kind of throws himself at the rim and is able to somehow get shots off, but also has a lot of turnovers. Uh, but we had Dylan Brooks with 21 points. Kyle Anderson and Solomon Hill both found ways to get to the rack at their own, I guess, unique or slow ways coming off the bench. Uh, but, you know, the Nets, you would think that they have the talent to be able to shut down the team of the Grizzlies talent level, but it didn't really come to fruition. I mean, what do you think or what are you looking for as the season goes on for the Nets to kind of improve their defense? 
Well, I, I mean, to me, it starts with the bigs, right? It starts with DeAndre and it starts with Allen. Like, obviously, these guys are going to be giving up penetration. Like, you're starting Kyrie Irving at the point of attack. Like, he's not as horrible as he used to be, but he's still not like, you know, some all NBA defense or he's right at average, if not below average for his position defensively. Um, but to me, it's about the bigs protecting the paint and actually rebounding at a decent clip. Um Offensively, obviously, you know, Kyrie's Kyrie, right? Our buddy Dave Dufour mentioned on Twitter that it feels like Kyrie's going to lead the league in scoring this year, and he's going to have to. I don't think this is the type of team that, you know, let's spread the ball around. Like, Kyrie's going to have to be the focal point, and he's going to have to do that until, you know, KD gets here next season. But, yeah, man, like, the Grizzlies are headed straight to the lottery. This should not be a team that a team like the Nets that thinks they're a playoff team should have a hard time stopping. Well, Kyrie had 37 points, seven assists, seven boards. Karis LeVert, my preseason most improved pick, had 27 points, five dimes, four boards. They've got at least two guys that can carry the offense right there. Uh, you know, Spence also 16 points and eight dimes off the bench. That That's going to be that rotation. And I guess the big question is, how do you close a game if you're Brooklyn? Because so far, it feels like it's been mostly Kyrie doing his thing. And his thing has been pretty impressive so far. But it's not you can't score every single possession with Kyrie basically trying to cross up the entire team. Yeah. And you know, even the, 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 um, the game the other night, uh, that went into overtime, like right before regulation, Kyrie did a pick and roll. He gave it to Allen. Allen got fouled. Like he's, you know, he's gotten much better at playmaking. I've said that over and over and again on this show, like he used to just be a pure gunner. You know, he turned the corner on the screen and it's just shot, shot, shot. I don't think, I think late game. I'm not like, if I have Kyrie Irving on my team, I'm never too worried about late game offense. But like I said, it's about getting key stops when it matters for this team. That's what it's going to come down to if they're going to be, you know, up in the five, six seed or if they just barely squeak into the playoffs. All right, let's finish up on Triple J. I thought he showed some pretty incredible defensive capability, had some big stops late in the game. Do you think he's already at the point where he's kind of taking the leap towards being an all-NBA defender? It seems that way. Um, it's early in the season. You know, I want to I want to see this thing play out. Um, I mentioned Dave uh, earlier talking about Kyrie last season on this show. Uh, he told us that uh, Triple J was the best big man p- prospect since Tim Duncan. Now, I'm not quite there with him, but I love what he's flashing. He's got, he's got great feel on defense. A lot of times young guys, they tend to get lost. Um, NBA offenses, I mean, defenses can be, you know, tough to pick up for these guys, but he's, he's shown an aptitude to pick up, you know, being in the right spot and he has that feel. Um, you know, he's flashing some great stuff early, but it's, like I said, it's very early in the season. I think Dave's got to make up his mind. He's either KG or he's Tim Duncan. He can't be both, but I think he's, you know what? I'm in the same boat. I think he's one of them for sure. Your sweatpants are on for the day, but you're sick of microwave leftovers and frozen pizza. Enter DoorDash, restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you might find a new favorite too. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code DING. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code DING. Don't forget that's promo code DING for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. 
But all right, let's move on from ridiculous hot takes to ridiculous Warriors performances because they lost to the Thunder 120 to 92 on Sunday. But the real, I mean, that score is bad. What was really bad was that they were down, I think it was 70 to 35 right before the end of the first half. They just, they came out and put out a dud. Uh, Let's just go straight to Draymond Green. The reality is we suck right now. And, you know, hopefully we'll get better. Uh, We'll continue working at it and try to get better, but we're just not that good right now. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know what better way to frame that for you or kind of tell it. You know, I could try in Spanish, but I ain't really that good at Spanish. <laughs> that's really the best way I can tell it to you right now. So, yeah, they suck. <laughs> and they're, they're a mess. And, you know, Steph, I mean, Steph had some great shots. He only shot two for nine from deep. He did at least have one of those ridiculous 30 foot, you know, rainbow heat checks. But this game was the second quarter dominated by the trio point guards from the Thunder. Schroeder was on fire. Then Shea was taken over. CP3 played really well. You know, I guess the first question, even before getting to the Warriors, is really how for real are the Thunder? Look, they got Chris Paul. They're going to play hard every single night. They had like Danilo Gallinari, another you know, professional borderline all-star type. Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's he's blossoming in front of our very eyes. You see he had 19 and 9 today. Um, you know, a couple of people I spoke to uh at the at the Clipper game, I spoke to some Clippers front office people the other night, and they were like, Man, he's looking like a young Penny Hardaway. Obviously, they're happy they got Paul George in return, but you know, he's he's looking great. Um, I think they're gonna be, you know, they're gonna be right there all year. Like they're not packing it up until they figure out a way to get rid of Chris. Paul and Gallinari this is going to be a competitive team um conversely on the Warriors man they got to stop people um coming into the season like we all knew they had one all NBA defender defensive player of the year type Looney who I would say is about above average for his position defensively and literally nothing else on defense no other defenders on this team to speak of perimeter defense interior defense um they're just a sit they're just leaking like a sieve uh, and, and of course, offensively, you're asking Steph Curry to shoulder a ridiculous load. Like they like I know D'Angelo Russell is supposed to come in here and be some type of secondary player. He's not that people. He's not going to be a second hub on offense. You're asking Steph basically to drop 35 a game for this team to be competitive because we know they're not going to stop anybody. I mean, they're starting Marquise Chris and Glenn Robinson the third right now. So maybe <laughs> I, maybe they're just reflecting the talent they're putting on the floor right now. And I mean, yeah, hey, Jordan Poole and Damian Lee combined for two for 14. And then Kai Bowman went two for eight. I mean, there's just nobody throughout the roster that's really playing well right now. I'll tell you what, Eric Pascal rookie out of Nova, who's someone I've been scouting for a couple of years now. I really love his game. I think they got a real steal in him and he's like their only good rotation player to put out there right now. Um, you know, Chris is showing a little bit, but I, I was surprised you started with their defense, which you're totally right about, but they have one and a half guys right now that can run offense. And then there's nobody else that can do anything with the ball coherently at an NBA level right now. And just looking up and down the roster. And it's like, there's a lot of guys that, you know, have the potential maybe even later this year to be contributors. But right now they just don't have anything. And I don't think that's going to change. And they're going to basically ride, ride and die on how hot Delo gets and then how hot Steph gets. But this team is, you know, th- I still think they're probably going to be a playoff team by the end of the year, but it <laughs> they're barely going to squeeze in for the eight seed at this rate. I don't know. They can't withstand a single injury to their top two guys. Like any, like if Steph misses a week, 
this team could, you know, fall into a a, a, a huge hole. Um, this is, and you know, we got to remember, this is the same team that a boxing one was ran against them in the NBA finals and it worked. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know that the front office has done much to change, uh, the circumstances that allowed for that to be the case. Again, everybody clapped their hands and stomped their feet when they went out and got D'Angelo Russell. I hate to say, I told you so, but like, he's not that type of guy. People keep calling him an all-star. I'm like, he barely made the all-star team in the East last year. And most people was like, that was a questionable selection at best. Uh, I don't think this team's going to the playoffs, guys. I'm I'm definitely higher on D'Lo than you are. Um, but you know what? Looking at this box score compared to the OKC rotation, uh, it really does show how unbelievably bad the rest of this roster is. I mean, it's it is scary. So, yeah, uh, you know what? Maybe D'Lo getting ejected in the third quarter wasn't the way to go about trying to get back into that game, uh, and especially with Kavon Looney with the uh, neuro uh, neuropathy missing the uh, game Monday in Nola, and you know who knows how much longer it's going to be an issue. Things are not looking up for Golden State. Let's get to the next section for news. DeMarcus Cousins, former Golden State Warrior, current Los Angeles Laker, is supposed to be out with a torn ACL, but Frank Vogel says not so fast. So Frank Vogel said, according to Ohm from ESPN, we've not closed the door on that. We'll just, we're going to be a wait and see with these injuries that are long rehabs. You have to see and take it kind of month to month and see where he's at, but we've not closed the door on a possible return. So that makes sense for most NBA players for DeMarcus cousins, who has been out of shape and has had multiple type injuries of this type, significant level injuries is kind of compiling on each other back to back to back. And is at an age where, you know, if he has one more, his career might be over. I find it hard to imagine him being willing to come back at this point. But what do you think is going to happen? If I were him, I'd want to get back out there because the Lakers are going to be playing meaningful games this spring and summer. So, you know, he's still looking for at least one more decent NBA deal. And how you do that is you do that on the biggest stage. And I think he will feel a need for them. Um, if you've watched the early games, the, the floor is so condensed when they insist on playing two bigs because Anthony Davis, quote unquote, isn't a center. Um, at least when they do that with a cousins type, he can space the floor because the guy can actually shoot. Um, I think he has a role and a fit here. Um, so if I was him, I'd be trying to get back as soon as I can, because I do think the Lakers will, again, be playing in meaningful games this spring and summer. So if you're in his position and you know how big of a risk it is to try to rush it a little bit, would you still do that? Hoping that that gives you that audition for next season? I mean, you got you got to think about it. How much worse can it get? Right. Um, the guy tore his Achilles. He had the the quad, the quad situation in the playoffs last year and an ACL this summer. Um, to me, it's like what 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 can you re- even lose at this point? I guess you're right. But I mean, I think that if he just rehabs the entire year, maybe there's going to be barely a market for him next year, but it should at least give him another four or five years of play. Well, I feel like if he gets hurt one more time, that's probably going to be it for him. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I'm just saying me personally, man, like these opportunities don't always come a knocking. And again, LeBron is getting up there in age. I, I, I understand that AD's in the prime of his career, but this is like, you know, your best chance to shine on a huge stage. So whew, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. I'll say that. 
Speaking of shoes, John Wall was supposed to be the face of Adidas, and then his Achilles exploded after several injuries, and now two years into a five-year deal with Adidas, ESPN's Nick DePaula is reporting that that deal is getting bought out, and he's going to be a sneaker-free agent. So I guess this not even sure what to talk about here, except for the fact that it's kind of sad to see what's happening with John Wall's career. Yeah, I mean, it's sad, but th- let's be honest. The guy signed a, a ridiculously huge extension. Um, he's taken care of for the rest of his life. Adidas, you know, um, this stuff in the basketball realm has kind of been hit or miss. Like the Harden stuff only sells in China. Dame has had a nice little sneaker run, but, you know, they haven't they, they've been super up and down. Like they've been able to make their mark on the lifestyle side of things. But the basketball stuff is I'm not going to lie, hasn't been up to par uh, it doesn't surprise me that they severed time with John Wall. His star has kind of fallen, like, hugely, immensely um, since, like, you know, four four or five years ago when at, it, at his peak, like, people were like, no, this is a bona fide star, all-star in this league. Um, who knows what he's going to look like when he cut, comes back? You can understand why they wanted to cut bait. Yeah, it makes sense, especially with just that his his uh, situation with his team isn't even stable anymore. The public, I feel like his Q rating is just taking such a hit where the public is kind of soured on him a little bit. Um, so it's it, I, I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be getting another big sneaker deal anytime soon. Uh, so just quickly, Cavs center John Henson is out for two to four weeks with a hammy. And then we had a couple big upsets on Saturday. The Suns beat the Clippers 130 to 122 in Phoenix without Ricky Rubio and DeAndre Ayton. And that was one day after they had just lost the Nuggets by one in overtime in Denver. Then the Heat beat the Bucks 131 to 126 in overtime in Milwaukee without Jimmy Butler. It says in my copy without Deion Waiters and James Johnson, but I think that's actually probably a plus for them. Uh, and that was a 21 point comeback from the third quarter. Let's get to the rest of the games from Sunday. We had T-Wolves and Heat 116 to 109. T-Wolves taking it at home. Andrew Wiggins at 25 points on 9 for 18 shooting, six boards, and of course he had zero assists. But he did make four threes in the final six minutes after going 0 for 6 from 3. So, Waz, is Andrew Wiggins finally a plus contributor in the NBA? Look, man, uh, the first game of the season, uh, you know, he didn't shoot it well, but I like that he was making it a point to live in the paint, right? Like, as long as he's cutting out the pull-up, step-back, 19-footers, if he's cutting that out of his game and he's making it his mission to only shoot threes and dive to the rack and actually use that God-given athleticism that he has, he's going to be an impactful wing player. Like, he has too many natural gifts not to. So, to me, it's just about, if you want to know what Andrew Andrew Wiggins is doing in the game. Just look at his shot chart. If he's not taking those horrible step back, Jason Tatum, Kobe type of shots, um, and he's making it his business to live in the paint, he's going to be a plus contributor. Zero assists is still pretty funny, though. Uh, Kendrick Nunn at 25 points. He's out, he's been off to a great start playing the point for them. With Goran Dragic coming off of the bench, they have a very interesting rotation there. Duncan Robinson uh, making a rain. He had 21 points coming off the bench. Blazers and Mavericks, a fascinating game here. We had Luka Doncic with the near triple-double. CJ McCollum with 35. Dame Lillard with 28. But the big news from this one was we had a challenge that overturned what was about to be the results of the 
game, Dorian Finney-Smith had gotten a game-saving offensive rebound and had gotten fouled, and Dallas could have been in control. But Dame Lillard, upon review, actually had a clean strip, and Terry Stotts was able to take it from a foul on Portland to a jump ball. Christos Porzingis wins a jump ball, but Kent Bazemore boxes out to be able to get that offensive rebound or to get the rebound on the tip. And they are able to close it out. That was a shock win there. Big news that came out of this one, though, is that Zach Collins uh, had a dislocated shoulder is going to be out Monday, according to him. And he's getting MRI, but uh, getting an MRI Monday, we'll see how bad that turns out. But let's go to the Lakers here to clean things up. The Lakers went on an 18 to two run to start the fourth quarter to get that separation against the Hornets. They win 120 to 101 AD and LeBron combined for 49 points, 14 boards from AD 12 assists from LeBron. It looks like they're finally figuring out how to work perfectly together. Yeah. They kind of slept, walked through the, basically the first three quarters of this game. You could tell they were disinterested. They're like, you know, it's Sunday. I want to go home. We're playing the worst team in the NBA. Uh, And then, you know, in the fourth quarter, when they finally decided that they wanted to actually try, they blew the the, the brakes off of this team. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, when we talked about DeMarcus Cousin, I just think the condensed floor with the two bigs is going to be an issue for them all year if they insist on playing AD at power forward. Uh, LeBron and AD are savvy enough to figure it out and, you know, make it into those tight windows. Like, But I'm, it, it's just tough to watch at times. What I will say, uh, outside of the big two, Again, Dwight Howard looked incredible on defense. You see the four blocks, but he was he was bothering people's shots in the paint the entire night. He looked springy. He looks quick. He looks incredible, Um, honestly. A lot better than could have reasonably expected when they signed this guy, you know, basically off the scrap heap this summer. And also, Caruso, man. Caruso sanity. The guy is active on defense. He's everywhere. He's in the passing lanes. He's getting tips. He's, he's probably right now their best perimeter defender uh, who isn't Danny Green of course uh so it's been it's been pretty good to see him come back and, and be able to contribute right away I'll tell you I had two big takeaways from Las Vegas this year one Dwight Howard walked into the building by me. I looked him in the eyes, still had no idea who he was because he looked so skinny. I couldn't even recognize him. I could not believe it. He didn't look anything like Dwight Howard. And we're seeing how it's paying off. He's moving way better now defensively than he has in the last couple of years. Then the other one is Alex Caruso is probably my favorite summer league player of all time. That guy is just a hustle machine, really good in transition in that defensive pressure. That's the mindset that the Lakers need to have across the board. And he's really setting the tone well for them. So I'm really excited to see what this kind of mishmash of a roster could pull off. Uh, let's go to the lines of the weekend. We had a lot of great performances over the last few days. Say the line of the weekend, though, was Trey Young with 39 points on 16 for 25 shooting, nine dimes, seven boards, and five turnovers. And he banked in a rainbow three over Markel Fultz to clinch the game. Uh, Luka Doncic, 29 points, 12 boards, and nine assists in Sunday's loss against Portland. Uh, CJ McCollum at 35 points in that game as well. Derek Rose had 31 points coming off of the bench in uh, 27 minutes. But I think the performance of the weekend, I'm sure you can agree here, was Tristan Thompson at 25 points and 13 boards, and he hit his first three of his entire career. 
Did he go to the club after? Oh, <laughs> you know, he was in the club before the game started. He was in the club after the game started. You know, he probably went to Vegas afterwards just to make sure it could go at 24-7. But if Tristan Thompson's hitting threes, then maybe they got to start thinking about moving the three-point line back. 100%. Um, but I do want to take a moment to, to, to give a shout to Trey T.L. because, man, uh, the Hawks took a beating early last season you know, in the midst of Luca mania, it's like, how could you trade out of that pick? This is a generational talent. And I got to watch Trey Young play in November. I was in Atlanta and I, and I caught a Hawks game and I was like, this kid is going to be really good. His feel, his court vision is next level elite. That's generational court vision. And as so long as he's making about 37% of those pull up three pointers, he is going to be a major problem. I'm proud of him um, to see that, you know, he's making the Hawks look good. It's a win-win. It's very rare. You get a win-win trade in the NBA, but it really is. Uh, the you know, last line we have to throw out there is Isaiah Thomas in his first game back with the Washington Wizards at 16 points and five assists in a season debut. So great to see Isaiah getting back to towards being who he is despite the injuries over the time. So that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the athletic podcast network. We still have your favorites like back to back tampering and house of Strauss, plus over a dozen team specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. So don't forget to follow, to get notifications for the new episodes. Thanks for waking up with us and was send us home. Ding, 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 dongs. <laughs> <laughs>